I don't have friends. I got family. Welcome back, pod people, to the greatest podcast on heaven and earth. I'm one of your hosts, Justin, and I'm here with Lexi. And we are trying desperately to finish up the Fast and Furious franchise. And we're almost there. At least this streak. We're almost there. We're talking about the penultimate film, F9, colon, The Fast Saga, a continuation of confusing franchise names, which I'm all for. There shouldn't be consistency in any of the titles. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. I even prefer when we watch things like Fast and Furious 6. Everything was called Fast and Furious 6, but it was just called Furious 6 on the title card. I was a big fan of that. Yeah, this is the one of the longest. Feels like one of the longest. It's definitely collectively our least favorite film. We found that out today. Between the three of us, this is the bottom of the barrel. I guess let's just get into this bloated mess. Before we start, <laughs> we I are just we're say started. Real quick okay, say that yeah. the skyline from Fast and the Furious Four. It's just been announced that it was going up for auction, and the winning bidder actually just just closed today. So the auction just closed actually on May fifth, so not today. So I'm way off. <laughs> Uh, so they, they just finished the auction on it because I was following this before uh, I announced it. I wanted to bring it up on the show. So the Blue Skyline from Part 4, um, it was sold at auction. And they had anticipated that it was going to sell for approximately $1.6 was what they were expecting it to bring in. 
and it looks like the car pulled in 1.35 million. That is now the most expensive Fast and the Furious car to be sold, the R34 from part four. Who purchased um, it? I'm looking at an article right here because I wanted to pull up something right here. Was it Lucas Black? But it was sold by Bonhams. So that's the auction site that sold them, which Bonhams typically deals in art. They're an art auction house, not a car auction house. So this was an unusual auction for them to sell the R34. And it was uh, the Kaizo Racing R34. Just to give a little detail on that, the way that this car had to be imported into the United States was that basically they had to buy an R34 body, but they weren't allowed to bring the drivetrain into the country with it. So they had to source the drivetrain for an R34 somewhere else entirely to put in this body of this car to make it legal to buy and sell in this country. That's what this car is. This is what makes this car kind of really super rare and really unique is that this is one of the few legal GTRs that you can buy and purchase in the United States that was made for this film. 1.35 million. I was really excited to see what the end result of this auction was, so I'm glad that we got the answer to that. They could probably auction it because it's a movie prop, essentially. Well, it's also considered the most beautiful skyline in the franchise, so I'm not surprised that it sold for the money that it did. Remember that the, that the Supra from the first film, so Paul Walker's Supra sold for $550,000, and then this one just sold for $1.3 So, most expensive Fast and the Furious car, the blue uh, skyline from Part 4, pretty cool. You gotta love picture cars, because... It could be the shittiest car in the world, and mm -hmm. somebody's going to want it. But this one in particular is already an awesome car that enthusiasts would already want. And then on top of that, it's a movie car. So that just took the value of that car and doubled its price. $1.35 million for a fucking Skyline. I mean, that's insane. Pretty impressive uh, numbers. Kudos. Who bought it, nah, though? Tyrese? the person who bought it. I'm trying to find The Paul Walker Estate? It's not the most expensive Japanese car of all time but it is one of the most expensive of all time in auction period. They should put it in a museum. That It belongs in a museum. 100%. I think a lot of these cars belong in museums. I think it's really un unusual when you see a lot of these, like, like it's, it's tough because, you know, a car is something that deserves to be driven. You should drive a car, but then also there's a point when a car becomes special and important and you don't want to, like, see something done to it. Like, I don't think people should be driving the Back to the Future car from the first movie you know what i mean like that deserves to be preserved and put in a museum and they didn't do that and then people went out and preserved that car to make sure that that car now exists in preservation and is now in a museum but even then like they still don't preserve movie cars and it's interesting like i get it back in like the day like way back in the day in hollywood when like you're making a movie and you're not sure like x y and z where it's gonna go but i feel like you should take some of these cars and when you make the movie, you should put it in a, a warehouse for a few years and see where the film goes. And if it takes off, then you have the car and maybe put it in a museum, like we're talking about right here. But if it doesn't take off, then maybe talk about sourcing it out for parts or something like that. I thought you were like an anarchist, because if you were an anarchist, I would say we're going to have to destroy these cars because no rich asshole is going to have it. I like it. art. I believe in preserving art. Sometimes art's temporary. Well... That's fair. <laughs> like, the Back of the Future car should have been... Oh, we, we kept smashing them with real... I mean, I know they're miniatures for Back to Future 3, but it would be cool if they're, like... Every DeLorean that we've used in these films so far, let's smash them with the train. But yeah, so I just wanted to share the updated news that... Because this just happened recently. Like, as we were doing this podcast, 
I just heard, like, I think as we were filming six, that this just went up on the auction block, the, the four car. So this just all happened, like, right now. I also have some news. I made that purchase, and my wife doesn't know yet, oh. so I'm going to be murdered. Yeah? But you know what? You're going to have a fucking great time, because they got some good roads out there in uh, Pennsylvania. You got some good mountain roads. I don't even have all that money. I'm going to have to go on the run. Well... I'm gonna be like you have, Vin Diesel, the most noticeable you have the car, right car ever. For it, it's time. You're like <laughs> yeah. a little bit like shorter and stockier, but uh, you know you're still a white guy. You can be you can be the new Paul Walker. You got this. Chuck likes Chuck likes Chargers. He can be he could be your Vin. He's already my Vin, but he has too many sleeves. I can't. <laughs> he can't be my Vin until he starts removing his sleeves. Unfortunately, I will not be your Michelle Rodriguez. I'm just not doing it. You could be his yeah. Michelle Rodriguez. You, you could be his little B. Oh. <laughs> Why? Because I'm a little bitch. <laughs> you some bitch. That's what you are. You some bitch. Fast Nine. Yeah. One of the most bloated movies I have ever seen. Easily. It tries to tie in a backstory from something that we've heard from the very first movie. Actually, it was Dom's like monologue that he gives to Brian like the first time they're in the garage about how he beat a guy with a wrench 10 movies later they're like hey I'm counting Hobbs and Shaw by the way 10 movies later they're, they're, they're like yeah I think we, we're gonna have to retcon that a little bit and change it and add a brother and that's what they did and they shoehorned John Cena in and he's a character that is described in the film as looking exactly like Vin Diesel. Wow. Which he looks wow. nothing like Vin Diesel. <laughs> the, the similarities, I just, they're so there. I actually, for flashbacks too, I'm surprised they didn't get like a more famous person to play his father. I don't know who that guy is. I don't recognize right. him. But uh, the flashbacks were actually kind of funny because it went as far to have uh, like a young Letty Mia vince and jesse that are wearing the same clothes that they're wearing yeah. in or very they're, close they're all very, very similar obviously who they're supposed to be yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then there's young leo and santos in jail so you know dom knew them before he went to the well, dr they, also, they get a nobody to play his dad but then the, the crew pit crew guy is um i can't think of the actor's name but yeah, Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. He's another amazing. guardian. He's an amazing actor. And I'm like, well, there's a waste of talent right there. Like, you go and get, like, a great name like him. And which, when you need white trash, you go and get him, I guess, right? I wonder if he had a bigger scene, because the only time you really get a moment with him is when Dom goes back to try to find where his brother right. Jacob is. Jacob with a K, by the way. I have to bring that up. And all he does is, like, say, I don't, I can't even remember where the hell they're at. I've been watching too many movies. London or something. So he's like, yeah, he's he's at this place. Dom's like, that's enough. I can I can track him down with that information. I'm like, you hired Michael Roker just to be in a few scenes and say, like, nothing? I don't get that. You're right. Way wasted talent. Probably one of the best actors they've had in the whole series. He's such a phenomenal actor. Him? He's a great actor. Are you kidding? Such a good actor. I don't know who the best actor they've had in the series so far. Say, Maybe Helen Mirren by incredible. default. And you know what's really funny? When she's on screen with Vin Diesel, she has better sexual tension than when... <laughs> That's just Helen yeah. Mirren. 
than when um, <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel are having their interaction. Yeah, she has better on on screen chemistry oh, than great. any other actress. She's so good. Easily. She's probably the best character. Well, you do get those moments series, where, yeah, really where it's honest. so weird when when he like comes up behind her. He's like. Mm, those diamonds never right. look so good. Oh, and I'm just like, what? Ew, what and you know what, on? Chuck? If there's anybody that knows a thing or two about yeah. necklaces With and jewelry, right. it's a uh, Kmart cross. I just love how, yeah, we that learned gets around. That his brother <laughs> also has the same $15 yeah, Kmart cross. Yeah, yeah, they came in a two pack for sure. <laughs> Honestly. That's a great shot when you see John Cena for the first time and his necklace over his shoulder. shoulder I love no that shot. All. I was yeah. like, just so you know, it's 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 the same shitty cross. Like you gotta you gotta know, it's definitely <laughs> Dom's crappy cross. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get the flashback eventually. That's like the uncle that bought the crosses yeah. for them or something. That's in yeah. That's in the final <laughs> film where all the crosses came from. Yeah. Also, too, my wife's been pointing out there's been so many like musician cameos all in these them. movies. Every one of them. There's been there's been um, yeah. Iggy Azalea. We've had um, Cardi B. She Cardi was in B seven. was in uh, what, Cardi B. This one, yeah. In this one, which by the way. <laughs> Absolutely terrible actress. Probably the worst performance out of all of the actresses. Or what are you no, talking? You just no, hate no, women. You know what? Iggy Azalea did it because she's in the movie Azalea for did one a much second. Job with her five seconds as herself. She was on screen. And Cardi B was just like she had the oh shortest. Well, I love Cardi B anyway. Like she's just great. We had Rita Ora and of course Jarl. And then the the, new, the newest one has the shortest, most strange cameo, which is uh, <laughs> the drummer from Twenty One Pilots. Really? Yeah. Josh what is he? Yeah. He, he, him and his He's girlfriend in run into John Cena at the airport and like she she's like, "Oops, sorry, excuse me." And he's just standing there behind okay. her. Debbie Ryan. Yeah, Debbie Ryan, his wife. Like yeah. It's it's the weirdest like most out of place. That was like I don't even think I saw her face very clearly. I just saw him standing behind her and I was like, "I'm pretty sure that's him and his wife." And I'm like, "He doesn't even he doesn't even have a line. He doesn't say anything. He's just there, but he, it's so clearly it's him." I was like, that was the weirdest musician cameo we've had. I mean, I wish it's something it, that like, would have I would have never known. <laughs> we would have we, we would have brought it up in yeah. 10 no matter what. But uh, I kind of wish they kept it going through the series. Maybe Ludacris was kind of considered the the cameo of Too Fast and Furious, but he's really yeah. in it then a good chunk. Bow Wow in three. Yeah, Bow Wow. But he's more like a he's even a bigger character than yeah, Ludacris than probably cameo, was. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's like kind of what you're saying though. Like maybe they were intended to be cameos, but people liked them so much they became such like integral characters that people. Car- Cardi B's back. was like it did feel yeah. on the same level as like Ed Sheeran in Game yeah. of Thrones, or it was yeah. just like okay, all right, I get it. He's he's here. You didn't have to like, you didn't have to put him in like another scene on top of that. Yeah, <laughs> she did get two scenes. I don't think I No, I don't think four. Yeah, and that's like three's cameos were like the Japanese cameos. They they yeah, had Sonny yeah. Chiba and then they had that that guy that did the um the consultant for the cars. I think they had a Japanese rapper in that one too that you're like not familiar with. Like I think the teriyaki boys Probably. are in that somewhere. I'm, like, I'm sure some, they are someplace and the five, six, seven, Dude, eights are in there. I fucking love them. They're so cute. <laughs> some other j-pop that we're not sure of it's probably in there you know that's one thing like with these movies is like the the first three films have such good soundtracks and the soundtracks just fall off completely as far as having like known music that you really like i know if they're not gonna bring back limp but then when you get to to seven 
7 is like the only one that has like a truly back to a form original soundtrack that you're really like is memorable is seven and then after that it all falls off again i think john cena would have been perfect to bring have new metal yeah. i'd agree with you with on him. that even if it was even if it was just new new metal like <laughs> whatever bands are just happen to be making You'd that make type of music now 10 and we can't do that so it would still fit in this he had like a evil theme whatever that score was i actually did kind of dig it but it was also kind of ruined by shots of john cena being overly evil looking if he had a mustache he'd be twirling it <laughs> like he just had this look of of i'm the bad I guy i struggle with john cena as like an actor in regards to looking at him and i know that's like i a mean you can't see him half the time anyway so yeah i i honestly thought that he was used very well in peacemaker like i thought he when was I look at, like an arnold schwarzenegger so or like a stallone which like stallone kind of is more in the realm of I would say when I talk about the physical aesthetics is what I'm talking about when I look at John Cena. John Cena has this like incredibly hard physical look that's almost jarring for me to look at sometimes. Like his head is incredibly angular and sharp and his forearms are what always tweaks me out is that he has such large like forearms, like almost like Popeye. And there's just something about the build of John Cena. That, That's why like, I think he works. Know, he works better like, at, at comedy things. I'd agree like, with I feel you. Like they keep trying to make him like a like an all-out action star, but he's funny when he's just like like I loved him in Trainwreck. I think it's like one of the funniest things he's in when he's like the weird boyfriend. That's like he just says like all sorts of strange things. He's like, "You want to go, bro? You want to go?" And like they're like talking about his girlfriend. He's like, "Oh, you, you." You want me to shut you up? You want me to put my mouth on you? And he's like, "What are you? Whoa! What are you saying?" He's like, "I'll do it. I'll." He's a great like, actor. Oh, okay. like, he's this is strange. really funny. Like, I, like, I yeah, really enjoy. Like, funny. I really like, enjoy him. His comedy stuff. I just like, have a hard time looking at him. Like, I find him really hard to look at. So, like, it, I do struggle with like looking at him sometimes. But I know that's just weird. But like, his physique is just very strange. He's huge. He's just absolutely massive and like very, very angular and very thick. In like the strangest of spots, because he's both. You like the rock and, better. Well, he's, you he's know, more like round. it's like I'm mm-hmm. used to that build. Like it's thick on the top and then leaner around the bottom, and he like he's lean right through the whole body, but then like thick in weird spots. And I don't know, like I just tweaks. That kid that played the young version of him didn't look anything I felt like him. W- kind of was a. No, no, I thought he was. I thought he was kind of you a thought? good okay. John Cena villain. No, the guy that played young Vin Diesel was like the yeah. worst. Like. Like he was trying way too hard to like. You could tell his voice just couldn't hit those the like lows. Listen, family. <laughs> like he was like he was like really yeah. straining to try to pretend that he could do like a low voice like like that. Vin Diesel's always had that voice. Vin Diesel should have just right. dubbed him. That would have been so yeah. funny. <laughs> uh, so this is the one where they go to space and we get the people from Tokyo Drift back being treated as bizarre cartoon characters. I don't understand. Whoa, don't, you're, don't, don't jump the shark here going to space already. We've got a lot of other garbage oh, to talk about first. You can't you can't go straight there. My favorite garbage is <laughs> probably the endless zip lining, which we do get one shot of John Cena like jumping off his zip line to shoot another zip line. So it could have been multiple zip lines, I guess. Yeah. But that's a favorite of mine. Zip line this movie has fun. one of Dom's most bizarre chargers ever made. The mid-engine rear-wheel drive charger. I don't understand any of it. Like, 
Why? Why did you put the engine in the back? Because magnets. No, because it's no, all because about the like magnets. The, uh, the, is it this one? Is this fucking is magnets? This the How do they work? One? Is this one the magnet one? This is the magnet one. So I I think that this young Dom guy is actually Vin Diesel's son, and that's why he was cast. Don't tell me that. I'm I'm not saying he's a good actor. No, he's not. I've seen that kid in other stuff before. He is a decent actor. I don't know. So it says something about his son, but I don't know who else his son would have. Was there a younger Dom in the movie? Are you <laughs> thinking, was there young, oh, well, is young his Dom? In, is his son playing Little B? Oh, maybe his son's is that Little actually B in that, that, that I mean, I know Vin Diesel's not the youngest guy, but that guy that played young Vin Diesel feels way too old to be. I've seen that <laughs> actor. Oh, maybe, that, maybe that's it. I'm familiar with the actor who played. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that would be. I bet. I no. I would the, little have, Bri- the little Bryans are not related no. to Vin Diesel. Okay. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> yeah. Do your research there, like I usually do. The magnets being right next to the engine like that would completely fuck the engine up in the car. So the engine being in the front of the car would be much better than the engine being in the... Anyway. These are special magnets. You but don't, like, uh, you know... It's best to just not think about the magnets. He built the car before the magnets. I just, like... I think it's cool. I like a mid-engine car, but I just don't see the point in it. Because, like, you got that big hood. So what's under that hood? It's just nothing. It's just a big, long hood for no reason. I don't know. Seems like a pointless car. They don't explain it. There's not a lot of reasoning behind it. There's just a mid-engine rear-wheel drive charger because why the fuck not? What else do you hate about this? Movie, this movie uh, also does a, <laughs> I mean everything, but this movie also does a terrible job at. Yeah, uh, they bring back Han. This is this is finally we get it. We get Han's return, and then Han basically does nothing for this entire movie and feels like he's he's just there because they wanted they him cut to his return. Hair off for this movie and then they had to go do some reshoots in this movie and in those reshoot scenes his wig for his long hair oh my god it is so bad it is like the worst fucking wig i have ever seen in my entire life i can tell you about wigs let me tell you that is a bad fucking wig (laughs) oh my god there's like there's there's one scene like i'm not not to keep going on about the wig but there's one scene in particular with the wig where they're like doing something with a vault or whatever and he's got his head turned to the side and the light's reflecting off the side of the wig and the wig is bouncing and his hair is just like at this like that the wig's just not even moving it's just bouncing back and forth and you're like what the fuck is going on because his hair doesn't move like that because you can see there's a shot right before it with him sitting next to gal gadot and his hair is not that like big it's very flat and like lays on his head because he's he's asian he has very fine hair so, so this wig is like <laughs> thick and huge and you're just like all right guys like good job on that sure but yeah so han's back for ridiculous reasons i'm so confused i see a picture of the kid that played his his he played young dom younger dom but i don't remember younger dom than the than the one that either. was at the track Maybe that was like a cut scene or something like that. I, I'm looking at the kid. Actually, he looks a lot like the kid from Ten, but he's he's it's at the Fast and Furious Nine things, so, and they said he played younger Dom. I'm like, I don't. I need to see the scene. Where's the scene? I feel like yeah, that had to be like something that maybe was cut or something like that. Yeah, or it's like a fucking second of like, I, I, yeah, I can't. Rem- like they're like their dad's driving a car or something, and he's talking to them when they're like way way young or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't think of any other any other version other than. We'll just pretend that scene's in there. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah, the, the the I think the worst thing about this movie is the drama aspect of it is so bad. The melodrama is so strong, 
everything is like way over the top. Vin Diesel's character is like overly sentimental everything, about everything. everything. Every single thing that happens. And then like when you get the scenes where he's talk uh, spying on his dad, I won't say what happens yet. But when he's spying on his dad and his dad's on the phone, like clearly saying shit that like, I don't know if Dom's remembering this or <laughs> imagining it because it kind of goes against what he believes to have happened, but has a clear memory of it. Uh, maybe he repressed the memory. No, he remembers uh, I don't it. know. But anyways, it's that really dramatic, like the do- shutting the door, like you caught me being yeah. corrupt or something. <laughs> and, and Mr. Nobody in this, uh, his plane goes down and I'm not quite sure if he's supposed to be dead, but going based off of the franchise, I'm going to say he's not dead. He's not dead. There's no way he's dead. <laughs> he's still out there. I don't think anybody's died in nobody, this franchise. Nobody has ever truly died in this. I love how films. they go and get Mia, but not Brian. It's like, you've got to stop with bringing Mia into shit, but like not Brian and pretend, oh, well, Brian's back taking care of this. Stop with this shit. I'm, you've got to fuck off with this. I'm like... we Yeah, me and Justin talked earlier, and I said, the, yeah, the more and more of these movies I see, the more and more I keep going, yeah, you know what? They they probably should have killed his character in, at the end of Seven. Like We'll, they, we'll get into it, but it's like, it's a huge it's a huge plot hole oh, in sure. Ten. It's a huge plot hole in Ten. We're not yeah. talking about that right now, but I mean, it's a problem in this one too. Like, there's way. It's been a, yeah, it's been a problem in everyone since seven. The, the there's fact that way he's too not many there. plot. See, I it's mean, even he's kind of there, but the camera cuts. There are way too many plot yeah. points in this film that, like, but, Brian. But 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 at the end of the movie, the chair, but Brian, it's blue. Your blue theory. It's been right all along. <laughs> Perfect. That's absolutely true. But, like, there's too many plot points in all of these films that Brian not being involved in is beyond asinine. There's no way this guy would be stepping away from any of this stuff. Like, there's no way. There's no... Even if he could... Even if he did step away from it with technology like God's eye and shit, like, there's how no could way, he not be found There's no way he somebody. would be able to step away from so much of this stuff because people would be going after him just as much as anybody maybe he had facial reconstruction surgery that would actually be kind of cool if you right. see him with yeah. bandages and then when he takes them off he's like a total he's, yeah he's like jerry o'connell or something yeah it's like sliders <laughs> yeah reverse sliders he's we'll too it. integral of a character to all of the plot points of the first seven films to sit sit back and pretend I feel like, like i feel like somewhere... yeah like everything that's going on in like eight and on where everybody's hunting down these people i mean he's the protagonist of the first two movies first easily I, like I the like sole somewhere, protagonist somewhere deep down vin diesel had to have been uh, uh somewhat happy when paul walker died because there I, I just feel like there's something inside him that's like finally it's lexi mine. you had a damn there it's all mine damn. Well, it has to be at this point. It, it's it's yeah. It's just it still just feels yeah very strange that that they keep coming up with excuses. Yeah, the more and more I'm just like they should have just killed his character off, or even if they didn't do it in seven. Yeah, I don't know. Make that a plot point in like nine or something or eight that that you know that somebody did get their revenge they on Paul have... Walker, and then and then yeah. yeah, you could just free all the characters to. Well, they have the best ending for five. And then maybe the second best ending for the series seven. Yeah, but they keep going on ended. and on. 
and currently the best ending is ten. Like I, the the franchise should end where ten ends. That should, they shouldn't make any more. <laughs> to pull his sister one. back into it all, what they should have done was, like you're kind of saying, like if they weren't gonna kill her, kill him off in seven, they should have killed him off in eight and killed the kids or something like that, and then like, just oh. like made it like that she's just on like some kind of like revenge arc you know what i mean no i got a better one he dies and his son comes from the future and takes dom into the future because he needs to to help him that's happening that's not the even next that's, one. Stop, stop that's not even ahead. that stupid of a plot point anymore like with what we've seen so far i'm like no. yeah you know no and it would make and it would make the universal right. connection between jurassic yeah. park and it's and like it's possible. like everything you're saying it's like it's not really that that far-fetched like compared to what we've seen at this point like yeah so when are we going to talk about them going into space <laughs> Because we are not done talking about the magnets and how fucking cool magnets. How do they work? We're, we're all, it's all about the magnets. Yeah, exactly. The juggalos have been wondering for years, yeah. and uh, and this movie doesn't. There's doesn't a do track and repel. That's all you need to know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Red for red for attract, blue for repel. Yeah, that's it's like a like a cartoon magnet from a Looney Tunes film. There's some good cartoony moments. I like the one villain that's like super tough with the good dental plan or whatever he has. He is good. The sign that doesn't take him out, which would take out even the largest yeah. people. And I like when he's chasing after John Cena or whatever, and he jumps onto the car that's sliding on its side. I'm like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> There's so much. The, the That's, I think, maybe like a really weak part of this film is that the there's no good villains in this film like that guy's funny in that scene like how you're talking but like yeah then your other villain is john cena who you can't take seriously as a villain because uh, he just doesn't do like evil bad Uh, that's the problem with like john cena too is if for anybody in the general public they've known him as the good guy wrestler like is just like a do your work your hardest like if you really try he's the new hulk hogan basically and he's he's never been a bad guy Gross. he's always just been the yeah well, he's always he's just bigger. been the, the if you if you guys try hard yeah, but that's even that's not that's that's just a anti-hero it's not even like a full-on bad guy he's well, kind of like a as like a, a show jerk, but he's but, but he's like never in been original, like in suicide squad he's a villain eh, even in there I he's still fair. like he's just he, he's not he kills yeah. robocop yeah, well, RoboCop sucks. So, oh god, but sucks. Uh, I feel like he he just can't play that. And then you have his his guy that's with him that's like just your standard trying to be Hans Gruber, Euro trash, so Otto. generic. Yeah, he's such Otto. he's such a generic character. I loved his character. Rich person that's like getting him to t- do his stuff for him. I thought that guy was great. I I really thought he was funny. I enjoyed him. Like he was a fairly typical character, but I thought he did it really well and. I, I said that I told Justin I said the only real villain in this film is whoever looked at Charlize Theron and was like hmm yes cut. yes yes let me give you the Lloyd yes. Christmas <laughs> yes like that's the real 100%. villain of this of this film is like although I do think that they make her better with each movie like I think they give her yeah, more the, the first the first one she had like the first first film she has like the, the, the suede dreadlocks dirty white girl dreads the dreadlocks. then in this film they give her the, the bowl, bowl cut, cut. like Again, not we can get to it next time. But at least in the at least in ten, she had a normal she haircut. She had the uh, the alt, she had the alt yeah. girl shaved side with the swoop. Yeah. It, yeah. Other the, the other hair that I'm disappointed with uh, 
and 10, not this one, is ludicrous because it feels like the last couple movies he's been growing his hair yeah, back to Too Fast, yeah. Too Furious, Fro, and it's cut ag- it's yeah. cut again in, <laughs> this, in this new one. I'm like, ah, come on. I agree fro, with that's what we want. We're really on hair in this episode. we got to be about Han's hair. We're all, we're all about you know the what? hair in this one and why everyone's doing stuff I am so glad that you brought it. up her hair because I was 100% going to bring it up too. And I'm like, and your analogy <laughs> was spot on flawless. And it was like, man, I didn't even think of the Lloyd. Right Vin on, Diesel yeah. said that she can't look yeah. better than him. So I was like, I, I just like, I was like, who the fuck styled her for this? I was like, what is going on? What, what is going on with any of these movies? Yeah. Like sometimes I'm just like, why is she in a glass box? Like, what's she going to do? Like, I, I, I know she's like, I keep calling her Sway because that's all I can think of her as is like the character from Gone in 60 Seconds and I know that's not even her fucking character's name. I do like the the trick shot of it seemingly like she's he's she's flying that plane but it's actually a drone. Yeah, I kind of like that fake out. That's like a that's kind of I knew of a it was coming movie. though. Cuz even the screens near her have like the peripherals of like she's actually flying the thing so You know it, it's it, her and you know she's not really going to fly anything. Like I'm like she's not she's not doing that. She was really flying Man, before. I, I can't imagine her putting herself in danger. I'm just like that. That bitch. She ain't gonna do that. All she does is put herself in she's, danger. She's too. She's too sly for that. That's what that character is. She's always six steps ahead. Now wait till we talk the, about ten. She puts herself right in danger's path. You know what? She's like slowly three becoming times. my favorite character in the series. So there is that. She was really annoying in eight. Well, and then she like she's definitely grows. she's definitely gonna get killed off by Vin Diesel now when he hears this. Uh, yeah, no one can be more popular than him. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I feel like they just waste too many characters in this movie. Like I like I said, I feel like Hans, they bring him back almost just as a, a weird plot point to have that girl that's with him. That she's the she's actually the important part of the whatever the stupid sphere thing is that they the need to control again the MacGuffin of it'll control all technology in the entire world which is just the again like okay I guess that's just what we're accepting that that's what this thing does it just controls everything in the entire world all technology will be controlled by this guy and they still have like super vague I, I feel even less like Shirley's Theron in 8 at least somewhat felt like she was giving a purpose but then they kept asking like what's your purpose Jacob what are you gonna do with this and he's just like they'll have to listen to me or something like that it's all like very vague like like once they see what I can do like everyone will just always want to do stuff for me also too, the fact that he's like this huge espionage villain it's like how did his paths uh, go so crazy like doms and they circle back to them essentially being hired superheroes because at this point we're gonna call up the team and it's a team and I'm like you can't you're not telling me that like seal team six isn't more professional or better trained than Ludacris right. and tyrese i mean it's funny but they they don't talk about how how underqualified they are they'll always make fun of the fact that like they started racers. from stealing dvd players or something they talk about but, it all the time they say in every yeah. movie it's like like uh the the one like 10 but like you're sh- you're a street racer, nope. and, and you know my mom was a cop. It's like, you, like they constantly are implying that these people are street racers. Like that's what they are. Like so, then get them in like, cars. Like, more how often. is it like that? These people are like they're street racers who sometimes steal shit. It's like, and yet they seem to be qualified to handle like most of the world's like major problems at this point. 
and that pl- uh, that place, uh, Cologne or wherever, where they're doing the car testing against the Air Force Base. Like, those guys aren't in Tokyo anymore. And I'm pretty sure that's the same thing that they use as a base in um, The Force yeah. Awakens. <laughs> it's, Probably, like, I- it's yeah. identical looking. I didn't think that Lucas... I didn't think that... Um, I don't know. That, that whole scene with him, Bow Wow, and that other guy... <laughs> Yeah. I don't even know if it's that they're playing their characters dumber, but like they don't give them anything good to it's do. Such a, it's just another weird this is this is more retconning of like the characters, like how you said uh like how we brought up that Ludacris goes from you know, a uh, guy running a garage seemingly running like gambling businesses to he just all of a sudden is the tech right. guy in the following movies, like this felt like they just did that with their characters as well. That they just Lucas completely Black could have went into the Air Force or like, something. Yeah, nothing. Like followed. The path what about of any of these guys in Tokyo yeah. Drift? Any of them told you that they're rocket scientists who are capable of doing any of this shit? There was not one of these characters. Not one of them. They're not it in Japan matter. anymore. Not even the Japanese guy who's with them. Certainly not Little Bow Wow presented to me that he was a fucking rocket scientist. Well, Little Bow Wow is funny, too, because of one scene about s- selling Air Jordans. They just, like, decked him out in Air Jordan outfit. Like I thought you, I thought you were going to say, because uh, <laughs> that is one of my favorite scenes when they're like, you know, oh, are you oh, Twinkie? Twinkie, and yeah. And he's like, he's like I, yo, I don't go by that name anymore. And it's like, you went by that name ever? <laughs> That's still that, that I think is like out of, out of this entire movie. That's probably the only specific thing that actually makes me laugh every time they say yeah. it when they go through that. And that's another bad thing too. Tyrese is like joke after joke after joke after joke after joke, and like one hits. Yeah, yeah. Every so often, and most of them are really like so one. dry. And like I, like I did like in eight when the rocks like why are you always yelling like that is. I want more of that, like, meta humor of, like, what the hell's happening. There seems to be a weird thing with this movie, too, where there's, like, push to get back to car people, but in, like, a, like, tongue-in-cheek jokey way. It's a Fiero with a rocket on it. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. The layman isn't going to get the Fiero joke, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a car to most people. I just like the people at the International Space Station that knew exactly what it was. In the car community, like, the Fiero is considered, like, a joke of a car. Like, it's it's a mid-engined American car that never took off. Everybody, like, makes fun of it. It's the butt of all jokes. It took off. Like, it's, it's like, <laughs> one of the slowest cars ever made. It's got one of the worst motors ever made. It's one of the crappiest cars ever made. It's probably, like, one of the worst cars, like... You just said the same thing well, like, well, like five I mean, times. Like, it, it's probably got worst thing you could drive into space. Like I couldn't imagine it being less airtight than anything ever made. And, like I mean, the only thing I know that's really been the space is a Tesla so well, far. That's so. fair, but they don't take their well. I guess I say they don't take their cars into space, but I guess he flew his his fucking. They, they did. did. They did take the car into space. It's still out there floating <laughs> around too. It's gonna fall on somebody. I didn't think it was yeah. still out there, but. That would actually be really funny. A Tesla yeah. fell from the sky. I'm so confused as to what really happened. That happened too. The set piece, uh, well, the really, when uh, we finally meet John Cena in the beginning, and they're, uh, well, I can't remember where the hell they are at, but wherever the hell the plane crashed, he grabs that thing and they're going through like the woods and stuff like that. John Cena has that great takeoff of the, the plane catching him, and then uh, the bridge. You talk about this yet? 
Oh, no, yeah, the drag race on the like, bridge where he tells him moment. if he uh, loses, he has to drive away. No, not the drag race. The the like the the wooden bridge that wooden breaks. bridge in oh, the Amazon. The stupidest thing that he like the swings stupidest his car thing I've from. ever seen in a film in my entire life. Yeah, sure. No, that the bridge thing was funny because like, like I know they defy the laws of physics. But that car would have not been able to continue the drive with nothing, nothing to drive on. Essentially, it was like a Looney Tune the where, like, physics. they can con- they can continue the ride, they can continue the run off a cliff as long as they don't realize he that jams, they're off a cliff. He then jams they fall. that post into the car's suspension components. All he would have done is rip the well, wheel that... off of the car, and the car just would have flown off the side of the cliff. Well, you're talking about Vin Diesel, right? You jump. You jumped to Vin Diesel. We were still on oh, Tej and everyone 50, else. 50 on if they could have pulled that off. I'll give them that one. They could I'll not give, have pulled that, that off at all. I mean, a hundred percent, they couldn't have pulled that off. A hundred percent, they couldn't have pulled I will, off. I will arrest. Zip, the, I will arrest the, the my belief, thing. and I will go. Okay, sure, I'll go with it. Well, this well, this is the film. This is the film <laughs> where where we we also we also skipped over Tyrese's whole scene of. Guys, do you ever mines. notice? No, do you ever notice? No. Uh, we just never die. Oh, yeah. like, like, I mean, look at yeah. all the stuff that happened to us. Like, I, I think we're immortal. Like, I think we're, I think we're invincible. Like, I don't think we can die. Like, that was the first time that this, the that the series went like that meta for having a character talk about like, like, are you guys remembering like all the things we've done for all these movies? Like, basically, right. might as well have said flat out, like, all these movies that would have killed us, like... And when he's, like, fake killed by his car, that would have been a perfect time for him to come out and be like, see? Normal people wouldn't survive that, and just keep it like a running gag. Yeah. Also notice, Ludacris did not give a fuck that Tyrese was dead. Yeah, he did. He did. He did not care. He did not care! He worried for, he like, a second... He wasn't even. He wasn't worried. He was more upset that he lived. He looked. Yeah. He looked. He looked at Ramsey and was like, "Ah, oh, finally. I don't have to. There's. There's that third wheel's gone. It's just me and her now." I don't think that he has any competition. Yeah, yeah. He has nothing to worry. He has nothing to worry about. I honestly did. I forgot about that whole opening sequence where he has the like the compensation car where it's like way too big and way too slow. But it's like heavily armored. Yeah, yeah, it's like the whole joke is like that he's that every other movie he always drives the, the car that's like yeah. the least adept at whatever they're trying to do, and this time he has the, the most yeah. tank like and is is the most prepared to blow up out of all of them. The scene whenever they're like back in London or whatever, and, and they're talking about the guy, the people with the powdered wigs on. That's another moment of his that I actually just laughed. just yeah the one the one that actually randomly hits yeah. I don't see nothing except some ladies wearing wigs from the 17th century. I think what's so funny to me about these movies is how much they're just advertisements for Dodge, Fiat, Jeep, Chrysler products. They're, they're giant showcases for all of their products. Taj always in a Jeep product. I'm like, you gotta have Dom in the latest Dodge, like, Charger, Challenger, whatever product. You gotta have, like... He, he does... Uh, Tyrese does have another moment though that gets me. It's around that same time though when like the magnets turn on and Tej's chain like sticks to the thing mm-hmm. and he's like, "How much you yeah. pay for that chain?" Like, you know, Silver's, silver's not magnetic, magnetic right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one, that one does get me too. Like, that's that's always a good moment when it sticks to there. Well, like, I also love going back into the, when they're using the magnets and they're somehow not killing people, even though they got like this insane amount of metal things like flying yeah. through they're, they're throwing cars everywhere yeah it's exactly like five when they're rolling you know through what's a funny bank. is um, going back to what I was talking about with the, the product placement 
the Fiat is one of the companies. Have you seen the amount of Fiat 500Ls that they have destroyed in these films? They destroy more because they're probably the like, cheapest uh, car. It, to, it's just it's yeah. funny because it's like you're clearly like trying to sell this car, but like there are more Fiat Fiat 500Ls destroyed in the background of these movies than any other car that I've ever seen destroyed in a Fast and the Furious film. Like from five on, the 500L is just devastated in every fucking one of these movies and i guarantee you if you went back and counted there are probably more 500 l's in the five fast and the furious movies than any other car because they just destroy so many of the fuckers another change of pace that i like is when ramsey's driving the car and we've seen so many shots of them like you know pulling the clutch stepping on the brakes and so we got the same shots of her but she's just missing the, which is the funny because the truck she's like driving that. is an automatic so i don't know why there's any of that going on she she can't drive yeah. in this movie <laughs> it's because Maybe she's it's a just woman sexist because she's a woman and, and letty's a motorcycle well that's person. because they killed yeah. Gal yeah, so they had to have the next woman in line to replace motorcycles i was <laughs> going to bring that up what is i guess is it because a motorcycle is thin and small and delicate that hollywood does this but like when you look at like video games and movies and like everything, why is it that female characters are always placed on motorcycles? Like like if you look at a racing game, right? And there's a multitude of different types of characters in the games. And like if there's a fe- if there's only one female character in the game, the female character's probably driving a motorcycle, right? Cuz you can see their that butt too. on the motorcycle. I'm going to I I have to <laughs> I'm going to break it down. It's probably like, that You get what simple. I'm saying? Like, every single time there are female characters... Chuck's a Hollywood producer. They're always, producer. like, on a motorcycle. Yeah, trust me. But it's just, I like, know. they're always... Females are always on motorcycles. Females are never put in cars. It's like, guys are always in cars. Girls are I did have to bikes. suspend my disbelief when um, Jordana Brewster caught John Cena, and he didn't rip her arm out of its socket. <laughs> All 280 pounds of him. Yeah. <laughs> going at about 40 miles an hour, at least flying yeah. through the air yeah when oh, are we going to talk about the movie torque that's the real question never it's only related from oh, a line so good it's actually better that movie that is not awesome. good you're wrong torque is fucking awesome <laughs> torque is fucking great when i watched that when i was a teenager and thought everything was good and i thought it sucked i in. watched that movie when i was a teenager and i hated everything and thought it was great <laughs> <laughs> You're still the same, though. So, what's wrong with that? I'm not the same. But, yeah, I agree I agree with Chuck. Uh, it's not even just that John Cena's not, like, the strongest villain. It's that when he kind of switches sides, which we, we've expected, the new villain is not that great. It's like they don't know who the villain should be when it swaps over to that auto guy. Yeah, and we get that weird moment of... Uh... Vin Diesel has his plan of using the magnets to take down that ginormous armored convoy that they're using and that Letty's like I'm not going to be able to help you Dom and then we get get John Cena out of nowhere but I can Mm -hmm. they can always hear each other talk to each other yeah even even without holding walkie talkies they they can always just hear each other and know what's going on Uh, and yeah that's uh, or they're just talking out loud and no one can uh, hear them but us that whole scene's like uh, it tries to like outdo the Dark Knight with like flipping the the tractor trailer over, and they're like, "It's and bigger, they really so try it to must outdo be better." The Dark Knight and it's not better. Yeah, they've they've yeah. clearly seen some Batman films, the the directors, and they they know which ones. Well, they even steal from. Uh, 
yeah i mean i guess eight came before the batman but dom's charger and that really reminded me of the petites and batmobile i'd agree with you on that yeah i mean i guess what's the biggest thing like you said they end up going to space which i think that they only went to space because people joked how long will it be until they go to space and they're like let's write it in yep uh they got a do something with a satellite. How could they possibly have sat there and looked at this film series and look at the first few films and went, you know, how are we going to get these guys into space? Well, they they have. What about I, the guys I, from Tokyo? I think the trajectory like, is that. What about them? How can we? What what if they're like in Cologne, making rockets attached to cars and like trying to launch them into like God knows what? Like it's all Justin Lin's fault. It's he his come fault back for this one, didn't he? He did this. Yep. No. He came back for this, but he changed things. He's changed things. Uh, he did it with the vault heist, and then Six was ridiculous from the beginning. Those are his movies. So James Wan and F. Gary Gray, everyone else has just been following his I lead at this point. I couldn't imagine being told yeah. to figure and, out how to take the characters from Tokyo Drift and turn them into guys who are making rockets to turn just to send ludicrous and they knew they wanted to go to space and they're like who are they gonna well it's weird because like they show up and they're like you're the guy that we can get cars from and i'm like this is so vague like what the hell is why are they there like what is happening there's a way to get fantastical and still keeping within the realm of what makes they are they are weird how they how they bring certain characters back though like this one this one does it a little weirdly too because i think this is the one where we get shay wiggum comes back like for yeah. no reason and he's dealing with he's dealing with Dom even though Dom has never dealt with him before he was always because he he worked with Brian yeah. because he's a he's a cop and what would he so know it was such a he weird was, it was so was weird like that those two were together and he's like he's like I, it felt like a, like I don't know they were trying to replace Mr. Nobody that with him for some reason so of like, he's like I can get you in here but I can only do it the one time I, I was really mad that they didn't have a uh some way that he got his nose broke again because that's like it even you they even like show him they they clearly did makeup on him to make his nose look all jacked up because he's had it's it broken, broken so many times punch, but yeah when he got punched but it's like i it's like it feels like it's missing that paul walker like like that he had to punch him or something like that it was that was one of the weirdest ways that they've brought a character back for seemingly no reason whatsoever there's he serves a zero purpose to have him come back they could have had anybody else do his part but it was like oh what's what's a guy that we haven't brought back in a while i don't know uh this guy just bring him in that's why you need to rewatch the series like i don't recommend it just watch the new ones but you'll get cameos like this and you'll be like right have i seen this guy last like what the hell did he do what was he doing last time like yeah where where's the connection at yeah because he's in four six in this one and i'm sure he'll be in another one too And and then we only get one of the one of the guys from from the dr and we get just that weird it almost again came to why was he even in it if they weren't going to have both of the guys i don't know if that I, it felt like maybe that well, was the we last do have minute both, we have both the young, both the young versions, versions yeah which which again makes it I, that's the only one that i feel like maybe the other guy couldn't do it for some reason something well, came yeah. up that he i mean this was done during covid so maybe it was a covid his, restriction his of where he was living that he new york that he couldn't come but it's so it's so dumb the way that it 100 it feels like he was supposed to be in it and it was just the last minute they couldn't find a way to work him in but it just ends up feeling awkward when it's just the one guy by himself because they they're like a package deal you always have to have both of them so mm-hmm. that they can be there arguing it doesn't do anything when he's just standing there cooking quietly by himself and me is like where's leo and he's like 
oh, you know, he's cooking bad food in New York. And they're like, ah, and I was like, yeah, okay. How did he even was, get invited to the cookout? That, that cookout was, yeah, know? that was dumb to just have that one guy by himself. But I, I'll at least maybe give him the benefit of the doubt that it was a, it was maybe a COVID thing that they couldn't get that other guy for whatever reason. That would actually be even better. Why is he not here? Oh, he's got COVID he's got right COVID, now. Yeah, just, There's just the guys out. from Tokyo Drift show up and get to see Han realize he's to, not to dead, talk to Han, so they yeah. got to like oh i think we're, we're we're completely skipping over that stupidity as well of yeah. of the how did you survive mr nobody's got a way of making things look real and then they go into no detail of how han flipped over in a car and it blew up and he's standing looking at it being like that's crazy mr nobody how'd you do that and i'm like oh so we're not even gonna we're not even gonna explain how how they he fake that a sewer. I know, like, they? you thought he would have went into, like, the sewers he... or something? Yeah, yeah, like, show even one thing. I thought he climbed into a manhole cover or something. They, no, oh. they don't show that at all. No, he's just behind Mr. He, he's Nobody. He's just all of a sudden outside the car looking at the car blowing I up. I saw him crawl into a And, like, cover. I mean, they're not dumb in Japan. Like, they're going to be like, there's no yeah. body in here. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, there's no remains whatsoever. That was, that was one of the, yeah, that, I, 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 almost completely forgot about how dumb that moment is of them literally giving zero explanation for how his character survived. I like the retcon of like the fact that Mr. Nobody shows up after Han and then they're like oh yeah Han's been a part of my team for a while and I don't I just like the way that they they pull it off where they're like Ludacris is like and you'll never guess whose name is on this data that I see. Uh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I think we will believe it because Michelle Rodriguez has already <laughs> come back from the dead. So they, there's a, another, t- again, just a series of stupid coincidences that they don't feel like even trying to remotely explain of, uh, they go to Tokyo and they're just Jordana Brewster, and Michelle Rodriguez is oh, just yeah. there. And they're just like, I don't know, how are we ever going to figure out where Han is? And then like, they just like look up and they're like, what's up with that Mexico flag hanging up in this Tokyo apartment? And they're like, remember Han said Tokyo's his Mexico. And they're like, that's gotta be it. And I'm just like, is this the, these are the leaps and bounds we're making in in logic. (laughs) Also that it, it is. And the intercuts of scenes are really funny because once they see it, they're like about to go in the door. And then it's like a half an hour later before they do. Yeah. The half hour goes by, then they go inside and this trope keeps happening in this movie. Uh, the first time I notice it is when they're fighting everybody because everybody fights in this movie. Every single character gets a fist fight. When they're in that apartment, there's always a guy that's like trying to pick up a gun and maybe he'll shoot somebody. And it happens like it happens there for the first time. It happens another time when like the magnet gets it the guy's in the gun. Truck, yeah. It just keeps happening over and over again. I'm like, they literally just reworked the same stunt in three times into this movie. <laughs> and Jordana Brewster too is funny. Like now her weapon of choice is apparently it's always a frying pan. <laughs> it's a frying pan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like, they would have been better off just having like no Han and like make them think Han's still alive. And then just tie it into that girl. Like, don't have him come. It's a good back. thing that you know what I mean. Like, Bruce keep him going. Instead of Brian, right? Yeah, yeah but she I mean, the real much better at that than, yeah. than he would have ever been. Yeah, she was better at it, but the best was probably Michelle Rodriguez because she like knocked a guy out a window and rode him down onto like I don't know bags of rice. <laughs> the or good something. news is, is then... that it gave us a moment to pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> also, <laughs> like, it's really hard to have guns in Japan. Right. And, 
They are just shooting off the whole Everybody's street. Everybody's always got them, yeah. That'd be funny if they were like, is that Han? And it's like, the guy's like, nope. He d- takes yeah. them out, too. It's, it's DK. Like, what if they had that? And that it's is Drift like the King. Weird, uh, <laughs> weird thing. It's actually Drift King who's here to save us. <laughs> you know what? If it was DK, I think that would I would kind of appreciate that more yeah because he's not a dead he's not dead yeah as far as we know he's uh he he was exiled but that could be its own dramatic story of how he was allowed back into uh back into the yakuza or something or he's not in the yakuza he's with mr nobody yeah yeah, he's he's just hiding out because mr nobody recruits the weirdest group of people in his forces (laughs) i want the least efficient team of people with the most criminal backgrounds imaginable. This feels like we're also describing the plot of Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. Like it make, keeps making me think of that. It's like, we could send these astronauts up there, or, hear me out, we'll just send the yeah. oil drillers and give them, like, a week of e- astronaut training, and they'll probably be fine. The best part of that whole movie is Steve Buscemi. <laughs> At least Armageddon's, like, only peop- only these people would be able to drill in, like, they, yeah, they, have they some drill very in the hardest specific skill that, that That requires them to do this, yeah. And that's not the most insane either, because, like, there's real-life stories of people doing dumbass shit like that because of the one random skill that they have. Yeah. Yeah, I think that what the biggest the biggest sense of disbelief is that John Cena is related to Vin Diesel. They, they have that terrible line, too, that I hate from, from Charlize Theron that's like, so you're Dom's brother. Well, I didn't think he had Nordic genes in his DNA, and I'm like, it's because he doesn't. Like, that guy's not his brother. Like, why'd you... Why? Yeah. Why? Why oh, did yeah. it have that character make make very specific mention that he does not remotely look like Vin Diesel, only to have another character at one point go, or Helen Mirren's character go, yeah, guy looked just like you. I'm like, why'd you have you had two characters that both said the exact opposite thing? Like one character said he looked exactly like Dom, and you had another character point yeah. out that he looks nothing like Dom. And sometimes he's extremely movie. Italian, and other times he's got a mixed bloodline, like she says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so confusing. You got Dom's ambiguous bloodline. It's like every movie they about. Did you DNA test the guy? More confusing as to what he is. That's what. That's what. That's what the. That's what the uh, climax of. Uh, Fast Ten Two is gonna be is uh, Dom getting his twenty three and, and then he test. finds out he has like every single gene ever. No, he's got a bigger yeah. family than he he's thought. Like, <laughs> he's the alpha human. He's like all DNA comes back to Dom. He's he's the original. He he is the, Adam. The Dom stands for dominant species. <laughs> uh, is there more to say about Fast God. Nine? What was <laughs> the very end of this movie? Like I'm trying to. What was the climactic moment? The climax was them flipping the yeah, truck flipping over. The truck over. That was the real end. That was pretty end. much it, yeah. And then, because they, they flipped uh, the truck over, um, they flipped the truck, and then that's when the drone uh, oh, the gets drones. destroyed, and you I see Charlie Theron's in the drone. And then, the, and then like, the very last thing is uh, after Tyrese and Ludacris blew up the, the space station, like, all three of those yeah. things happen, like, in a row. And then, and then, they then go it goes to, to the barbecue. Yeah. I saw 10 right after 9 on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, I'm like way and too yeah, close to yeah, I'm like way too close to seeing these together well, and they're I like feel blending like in. That scene doesn't feel like the end of a movie. And maybe that's why this is like so bottom on the list for me is that it feels very anticlimactic. Like it's a big scene. Yeah. It is, but it's over so fast and like it doesn't make sense where like they turn on John Cena the way that they do like I don't know. Then they, yeah, they jump to the they barbecue. That whole, I, I, again, we're, we're skipping over the great dialogue and things like uh, them comparing themselves to Star Wars characters for a few yeah. minutes of just, 
it almost makes you think like this movie isn't a Disney movie, right? They're not like trying to advertise like a like a Star Wars show or something. When they just keep like bringing it up, like like what am I, Luke yeah. Skywalker? No, I'm Han Solo. No, I think you're Yoda. And I'm like, they just keep going on with these comparisons, and I'm like, what is this like? What is this scene? What are they doing? I don't understand what they're trying to go for. It was like I think the end result of being like you're you're just a puppet. Yeah, that was the whole. Like, that was the oh whole gist God, of the entire the thing. Long, they took the long way to get there. Yeah. John Cena also drives blue cars. I noticed they also gave him blue. So he's his new. He's the he's new brother. Real brother. They also yeah. gave him Mustangs, which, as I said before, Mustangs are typically hero cars. But he's supposed to be a bad guy, but then he becomes a hero, which we don't know until later. If you become a hero in the same movie that you're the bad guy, but then I guess you're I guess too. The Mustang is the anti to the Challenger. Oh, I remember. Best scene in a movie. We didn't talk about it. <laughs> but the race Run. of young Dom I and like young Jacob. Race. Wonderful. Wonderful. It is hilarious <laughs> where Dom's out of jail and Jacob shows up and they're going to race. And Jacob's like, when did you get out? And Dom will not answer his fucking question <laughs> and so they decide to have a street race where I don't even think they lay out the rules even though later old John Cena's like you beat me in a race and r- beat me out of your life or whatever the hell however he phrases it but I whoever love... wins he says if, if I win you keep driving and you don't ever look back that's what he says he says that a kid too I don't remember that but yeah my favorite thing is when he loses that race him just screaming no! and just driving off. It's so <laughs> it was... good. I actually wish it was just John Cena with a wig. Like that would have been even funnier. <laughs> Do the but Dexter just a kid, give like... him the bowl cut, and he looks and be like, "Yeah, that's that's what he looked like when he was a kid." And I actually think, just from watching all these movies in a row, I think this is the very first time Vin Diesel. Well, it's not Vin Diesel either. It's his young. It's a different actor, but young Dom. It's the first time he says "too soon." I, I don't yeah. think he says "too soon" ever in the franchise at all it's like a myth it, it's like i think even the new one they say like too eager like they just yeah. they don't say it johnny tran said it once and now how many things so it's later? like uh it's like Young that bernstein bears thing what's it called the the whatever effect mandela yeah mandela everything well did you talk about how young jacob uh didn't actually kill his dad like the they get really yeah. twisty i guess with this backstory First of all, there's a character named Jacob. And then you find out that Jacob's actually his brother. You think that uh, Hoyt from True Blood killed his dad. But then you find out <laughs> that it was actually Jacob that cut the fuel line. And I mean, that it's still te- kill- technically Hoyt that killed his dad. Yeah, yeah it is. He, I like, he's like, he they knew what I was doing. Manifold so uh, that would like, create, like, create a the fuel- mix in the air-fuel mixture that would make the, the car run lean so it wouldn't wouldn't run right but then he didn't he wasn't just throwing the race it was his dad that was yeah, like his dad in told on him it. throwing the race which just feels like there is like There's an easier like way to like throw twists. a race than than hey let's dangerously uh defect the car that could possibly potentially kill me like like i'll just drive slower drive slower or like or just like step off the gas and be like i don't know what's his dad was anticipating you know? that the guy was going to spin him into the wall so that kind of but he should have known because he said he knows that guy that that's that guy's trick is to uh, to like crash yeah. people. He knows that that's what that guy would do. He should have seen you know, that coming. He yeah, exactly. Sounds like Not Dom's dad's fault. an idiot. 
Yeah, he was. I, I do like the reveal, too, of, like, the very opening scene where it looks grainier, and they're doing this race around the stadium, and it says Toretto, and then he pulls off his helmet, and it's not Dom, and then it's, like, 1989. <laughs> I like that his brother had a fox body Mustang when he was racing him, because in that time period, that would have been, like, kind of the new hot, like, not into the new hotness, but, like... It would have been an appropriate modernish kind of car to be doing that sort of stuff with. It was time appropriate. It was a good car choice. They love their NOS. Which, by the way, the other day I went to go see my dad and I drove past a NOS nice. truck. <laughs> I sometimes drink NOS. Their, their grape one's really good. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. All this backstory. Oh, this is also the one where at the end when Dom is like talking very incoherently to Letty while well, well, they're there with her not real son but adoptive son or whatever mm-hmm. he definitely doesn't look like he is remotely in the same shot as them <laughs> and it's a scene where they're just talking so you would think that they would be able to to do that scene together but like when he's like looking at his kid and i'm sure it's supposed to be endearing or like i'm sure the scene is written as endearing he just looks like really out of it and he's like mumbling about family and I'm like what the hell is happening and it's like the, the best take they could get of him the the more and more yeah the more and more that I hear about like I don't know how yeah how Vin Diesel is on these movies like the more recent ones uh, it's making me think of all the great stories I've heard of uh, Wesley Snipes when he was doing Blade oh 3 oh my god like the, the, like <laughs> the weird stuff like he wouldn't open his eyes for a scene they'd the CGI his eyes open and he, he would communicate to people with sticky notes because he wouldn't talk to anybody yeah. on set like he starts to seem more and more <laughs> like he has that same exact like like that's his style is like he just shows up and is just like oh, I don't know maybe I'm working today maybe I'm not maybe you're gonna have to film me in front of a green screen because I'm not leaving the trailer like <laughs> I gotta say, Dom too has a weird stance when he's just I standing feel like he there. Too. It reminds me of that like Trump stance that everyone laughs at, like where he's, he's too like top forward. Heavy. Yeah, and his hand, arms just hang there. That's I think what, he is too I've top heavy. Like Vin I've never Diesel seen him with uh, shorts weird. or anything. Like he probably has like little yeah, spindly legs. I think I've always thought Vin Diesel has a strange stance. <laughs> he skips leg day all the time. Yeah, he he definitely skips leg day. You just looking at him, he's uh. He's uh he's making me think of like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. They always bring up like Mac. He's like, you're all just vanity muscles. You're all lats and traps and biceps, and you don't have any I core feel like strength. Too, like the pants that Vin Diesel wears. There's always something about like the the way that the cuffs on the bottom of them are that they're always like really pressed and fine. And just something about it. Just like they sit like just like almost like a like an action figure pants like on the bottom of his legs. I'm like mm-hmm. I just never like that. Like even like when he plays Riddick. Like I just. I don't know. It's just like about the way his pants sit on his like legs. One day we're gonna find out he doesn't have any legs. He's, <laughs> he had like his legs amputated when he was a kid. Yeah. And he's never. Yeah. He's been missing his That'd legs this whole time. He's been fighting through uh, through adversity that we've we, never we, known. We've talked we've talked a lot about hair in this episode, and I also wanted to say that Michelle Rodriguez's hair in this movie was terrible as well. I don't know what they did to it. It was like some sort of weird '80s hair metal like perm. It was like way up all over dumped on one side of her head like i was like what the fuck's going on here it's like this movie had terrible hair all around and 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 lucas black his beard was terrible in this movie too like i don't know what was going on with that either like that's just he can't grow a good beard probably yeah he he wasn't as bad as I thought. They he all look like, like they came out of some kind of like concentration camp and had like not been allowed to shave. Well, you know what's really weird? Ludacris and Bow Wow both looked very very tired, tired. in this movie, like sunk sunken in eyes. 
<laughs> like, like they did not look healthy I mean, at all. This is kind of the only thing Bow Wow's done in a very long time. And if you know his backstory, he's been struggling with like finances and everything in his life. He's been having a hard yeah, time. Yeah, he needed this fast yeah, money. Yeah, so this was like kind of the last thing he's done in a very long time that's kind of given him a boost, so to speak. Well, he was cool when he yeah. was little, but then he grew up. No one wants regular no, Bow Wow. <laughs> yeah, yep. Absolutely not. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's our I do have a question show. I want to ask before we wrap it this is. episode real quick. Uh, do I know how magnets work? Absolutely I, I, not. I, I don't no, either. I don't. Um, so the poster for Fast and the Furious 6, um, are you familiar with it? The one where it's like the really, really, really like high shot of the sky and it's just like the highway. And they did individual shots of like all the individual actors leaning up against one of their cars, and that's just like the highway shot. You know what I'm talking about, you guys? I don't Probably. think that's the poster so, I have. So it might have been like the promotional posters, but like it is. Like, most people are familiar with the shot of Paul Walker, where he's like, "I used it for our um, promotional." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's leaning so against his car. That picture yeah. right there, that picture of Paul Walker leaned against his Ford Cosworth. That is, to me, the most beautiful poster I've ever seen done. For like a, a film, like as far as one of these kind of films, is it because no, Paul Walker's uh, on it? Of the, I'm, I'm a photographer, and the composition of that shot is absolutely gorgeous. Like it's a really beautiful shot. And when you're talking about movie posters, I feel like in the modern age, movie posters, eh, there's just so few of them that really stand out as like you know really exceptional posters. And I was thinking about the Fast and the Furious posters, and well, like you're talking his character, poster. yeah, his particular characters. Not like, not like the all, not like what they went for the movie. The all the floating. Is that what heads they used for shit. six? Was a floating head poster? Because I thought that that was the poster for six that I used. It wouldn't be just him. They I mean, probably the in... best one was seven, where it's like underneath the car and well, they're like so out of my, focus. My first thing I wanted to say was that shot of Paul Walker leaned against the car. I believe that that photograph is as iconic as um, James Dean like leaned against the wall with the cigarette. Like I think because the, they, both, no, died they both died in cars, but I do believe that in a lot of ways that Paul Walker is a modern day James Dean. I think there's a lot of crossover with them and like the way that they were. I think that James Dean's a better actor in a lot of ways, but I think there's definitely a lot of crossover in them as people. And I think that that photograph of him leaned against his car is probably going to be one of the most iconic photographs ever, like in history. I think people are gonna have that on their walls of their like college bedroom and shit, like. 50 years down the road kind of thing it'll be like one of those kind of dealies but outside of that gorgeous gorgeous poster that i still think is one of the most beautiful posters ever shot out of these films which of the posters do you both think are the best posters ever done for the film series like what's your favorite fast and the furious poster specifically i mean probably realistically seven i just like that the focus isn't on the car it's underneath the car and you could just see the people in the background slightly out of focus. The poster that I think stands out the most is like such a product of its time. Probably the very first Fast and Furious where it's like the vague car that they're kind of like blurred the floating heads into. That was definitely something that a lot of people started copying too in that time period. You saw a lot of mimicry of that initial the fast and the furious poster from straight to video kind of shit more than anything a lot of people like rip that shit off pretty hard back in the day that style chuck what's your favorite fast and the furious poster oh i mean it has to be fast 10 you know that that intimate shot of vin diesel holding his cross in all black 
I think it's the Fast 10 one where it's like the t- X, but there's like 500 characters on the front. I don't think 10's poster is yeah. bad. I actually do think 10 has a pretty solid poster. I don't know. I like Tokyo Drift's. Tokyo Drift has the best one, probably. I would say Iconic probably 4, because that's what your Hello Kitty shirt is. It's 4. Is, is the Hello Kitty shirt from 4? Yeah, it's yeah. the poster shot- 4. You, you have a shirt... Do you have a shirt of the poster of six? No, but you're you are correct that there is a lot of like shots that use that that particular framing. That you're not you're not wrong. Like I've seen like parodies of. But I'm not right either. You're not totally wrong. Fifty fifty. I'll give you that. That was just a question. Uh, is everyone's fa- favorite car the Pontiac in space? Uh, I'm not here for the space fear. What well, did From you like one? then? I don't... Yeah, yeah. This is the F nine episode. Please Keep it the F nine. I uh, I keep remembering the cars from fucking ten is what I keep doing. Sure, space. Okay, we'll, we'll space be talking about we'll ten go with and it. Uh, beautiful. Yeah, next week we'll talk about ten. <laughs> I think I think we're more Stay excited tuned. about that. So, bye, bye everybody. are Cinema Demore. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening.